Let's go, let's go, let's go, presented by Hertz. Here we go with Tom Brady. Tommy, how are you today? I'm doing great, guys. Good talking to you guys and uh, some exciting games yesterday. You know, tough not playing, but also showing a lot of respect to those teams at work because they played great football yesterday to win. They really played great football to get to that point. So some really great games this weekend. Our show is presented by Hertz. At Hertz, you can change the scenery without ever changing your standards. That's right. No matter where you are with Hertz, you'll always find exactly the right vehicle to make your let's go moment unforgettable. Visit Hertz.com to book today. Hertz, let's go. Tom, your last game was on Monday night. We haven't had a chance to talk to you since uh, your season and the Buccaneers season ended. Did you go out and throw the football this week? (laughs) Oh, man. I thought about it. Unfortunately not. I did a lot of uh, things with my kids and family and try to get caught up. Like most probably football players do at the end of a long season. There's a lot of decompression, so I know we we use that word a lot. But there is a real crash landing element to all of this. And uh, doing it for as long as I've had, there's no soft landing either. It just it ends and it's over. And as much as you'd love for you know something to be a little softer on the way out, it's just not the reality. So tough tough week uh, for the Bucks. Tough week to watch the games, but at the same time, we didn't that one and the teams that moved on deserve it. And that's why you're still playing now that as you look ahead to even you know next weekend's game. Explain what the crash landing's like because you dedicate your lives to this and you're with your teammates every day for months upon months. And you all have this common goal, and then another team wins, and 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 you know it's the old thing: win or go home. So you guys go home. Um, yeah, it's not like a normal job. It's not like a normal anything because yeah. um, everybody else just goes back to work. They have a bad day at the office. Something goes wrong. Something isn't completed. They go and complete yeah. it. This just ends. Yeah, I think it's a it's a great question, and the reality is is it's. You're on a treadmill going really fast, and you've got to go fast because every team's going fast. In order to win every week, it's a full sprint. You know, you it starts the minute after the next, the previous game ends. How quickly can you recover? How quickly can you, you know, understand what you screwed up and what you didn't screw up? And how do you start game planning for next week? So you get into that programming for like 20 weeks between preseason games and then 17 regular season games and playoffs. And then, so by the end of the year, you're running fast. You know, and it feels like, okay, this is your rhythm. This is your pace. You wake up and you go. You wake up and you go. You know, my alarm's at like 445, 5 o'clock. I don't even need it. I just wake up and go. The only reason why you're doing that is to prepare to win a game. It's not you're getting up because you're trying to win the 2023 season. You're trying to win the 2022 season. And then when you qualify for the playoffs, it's great, but it's different. And all of a sudden you lose and – you're no longer preparing for a game. So what happens? The treadmill stops because no one's going into work because no one needs to prepare for anything because really start preparing for the 2023 season. And what's that, what it happens, there's no reason to get up at 445 anymore. You know, there's no reason to do a lot of those things that we were conditioned to, to do. Watch 14 games on a, on a flight home and on a Monday to try to prepare for Tuesday and game plan. So, you know, there's kind of a part of your life that just stops. You know, and even though you didn't want to stop, you're dealing with kind of the emotion of the loss, and then you're dealing with this this different pace too. So I'd say this week has been a lot of decompressing into all right, what's you know, and after a season look like, and you know, really just making sure I'm there with my kids and making sure I'm catching up on the things that um, you know, returning a couple calls and emails, things I had, probably hadn't done for four or five months. Um, so 
you know, it's just a different type of mode of life. And, you know, we get used to it over a period of time, although it's never a smooth transition. Are you reviewing what happened in your head or does it leave you now that it's over that you don't have to prepare and learn from what, what happened last, or does it still keep coming back? I think the season when you get reminded of it by people or friends or teammates, I was talking with Clyde Christensen, who's a great friend of mine this week um, and Blaine Gabbert. And we were just talking about the season, you know, I think it was probably Thursday and um, you know, you do think about it, you know, cause you wanted it to be different. And when I look at our season, you know, we didn't, we didn't earn it. You know, we just didn't earn it for a number of different reasons and everyone's got different opinions and, you know, there's different learnings for everyone, whether you're a first year player, or a 23rd year player, whether you're an older coach or a younger coach, you know, hopefully you always take something out of it. You know, if you didn't, you would always end up in the same place and no one wants to end up in the same place. Everyone wants to continue to achieve, to improve and get better. Do you learn to live with it after 23 years or does it eat away at you? I mean, I, you've you've often told us that you, you think more about what's gone on when you haven't won a title than you have when you've won a title. So yeah. does that eating go away after 23 years and you kind of accept that this is professional football and it's impossible to win every year? Or is it yeah. going to gonna fester away? And No, I, I think you? there's only one. Yeah, there's four teams going to the championship weekend here coming up. There's only one of the four that will feel good about the end of the season. And now when I, we started in the playoffs, there was one of 14 that felt good. You know, that was going to feel good. Now it's down to one of four. So it takes a lot. You got to win to get to the one of four. And that's an amazing season. But at the same time, only one team's going to feel great. And that's the team that plays the best at the biggest moments. Our team didn't play the best, you know, that often. I mean, it was very rare for us, unfortunately. And we just couldn't figure out a way to improve our situation. And, and you know, it's... You lose to a team like Dallas. Dallas goes to San Fran yesterday, and you know they got, you know they got beat solidly. You know it wasn't a runaway by any means, but San Fran was basically in the lead the whole game. Um, you know, so it just it's tough to win. You got to do a lot of things right. You got to have a, a lot of players play well. You got to have the right processes. You got the right plans. You got to have the right, you know, accountability. You got to have the right everything all the time. And I certainly learned that over. You know, a long playing career where I, I I witnessed, you know, okay, years where it went great and other years where it didn't. What did I try to learn from those? I think that experience will always serve me well. Jim Gray with Tom Brady. We're here on Let's Go. Our program is brought to you by USAA. USAA was started in 1922 by a group of soldiers who made a promise to always take care of their own. And after 100 years, USAA is still serving the military and their families. Find out more at USAA.com slash 100 just to follow up on that scratchy too you know it's a good question about whether you get used to it after a period of time and part of it answer is yes and does that mean you care less or does that mean you're a little more evolved or more resilient and i think for me what i've realized i got older I, I always used to think it was i cared less and i never wanted to feel like i cared less i always want to care a lot i think what i've realized in my so gotten a little older is it's more about resilience than it is about, you know, caring. You certainly care deeply about it, but in life, you try a lot of things and you fail. It's part of life. You know, we try things, we really push ourselves to try to maximize or try something new and it doesn't go the way we want. So what do you do? Do you 
care less? Do you care more? Or do you take the experience for what it was and then you try to learn from it and grow from it and find the resilience that we all want to teach our children? I want to teach my children resilience. I don't want it to go right for my kids all the time. I told them that this morning. I said, I want you guys to fail because I want to see what you're made of if you fail and when you fail because life isn't going to be just a smooth ride. So we got to develop resiliency. And, you know, schools teach that. Sports teach that. Um, a lot of things are taught through that. So I think for me, it's all about resilience, you know, and what did, you know, this particular season teach me? It was resilience and amongst, you know, a lot of things. But, you know, that's a um, it's a good thing to take away from it. Are your kids afraid to fail? I think naturally it's it's probably hard for everyone in our society right now to feel like you could fail or you could say the wrong thing. There's heavy repercussions to even admitting that you failed. There's heavy repercussions. You know, we used to teach people that it was okay to, you know, fail. And probably in some environments you can, but you know, it's it's tough to ad- admit to much right now because you feel like the people pile on and then you get, you know, it's almost like undue, you know, it, some some unfair amount of pain that comes with it. So you know, it's, you got to, a lot of it comes back to, you know, whether you're a player, whether you're, you know, what are you, what are you learning? Well, if you're, if you're a coach, what are you teaching? If you're a parent, what are you teaching? If you're a student, what are you learning? And all those things, I think we pursue a lot of parts of life through sports. And I'm very fortunate to play a team sport where I learned about people and personalities and emotional and physical and mental and becoming the best you could be. And, you know, I try to apply those in other aspects of life because in the end, life is a people business relationships. And, and that's what life's about who you surround yourself with. It's not whether you want a game or not, whether you want a Super Bowl or not, whether you want to whatever it's no, who did you impact and who are the relationships that you shared those incredible moments with? And certainly my life is very rich because of the amazing people that I've had in my life that have supported me, that have helped me achieve my dreams in so many ways over and over and over and over again. And now I have these great children to learn from and, and try to, you know, just be a good parent and be present for them and to, you know, be a good example and role model. So all these things, you know, it's never a straight line for anyone. And the seasons aren't straight lines and we're trying to figure them out as we go. And in the end, what do I always tell my kids? Say, all you can do is the best you could do. Just do the best you could do. I don't care whether you win or lose. Just do your best, and you'll be proud of it. We're all cool with that if you did your best. Jim Gray with Tom Brady. Great message right there. Our program is brought to you by American Express. It's easy to get excited about going to a game. You love hearing the sound of a whistle or smelling the game day concessions from your seat. It's the stuff that reminds you of the thrill of the game, and you know that Amex is going to be there with you every step of the way. Because when you're with Amex, it's not if it's going to happen, but when. American Express. Don't live life without it. And a congratulations to Steve Squarry and everybody at American Express. Just a terrific tournament that they put on uh, down in uh, Palm Springs in the desert at La Quinta. And it was a great tournament. And John Rahm. So John Rahm uh, won four of his last six uh, events, Tom. Two in a row. Terrible. This guy's on fire. Incredible. And great player and a great guy and a great uh, Spaniard. Got plays that a lot of fire and hits the shit out of the ball. So he's always fun to watch. When will you start getting into golf again? You know, it usually takes a few weeks. Uh, I've got to figure out what my level of, uh, you know, how, how deep I want to get into it. it. I always probably got into it a little more serious. You know, right now I'm just literally thinking about my kids and just kind of hanging with them and, getting them organized and, uh, you know, 
there's a lot of things you put off during the football season. And Coach Belichick always had a great analogy. He said, put it in a drawer. And finally, you open that drawer at the end of the season, you realize all the things that you put in that drawer. So it takes you a few weeks to, to dig your way out of it. Tom, you're leaving everybody guessing. Uh, you said you'll take your time. Do you have any type of a timetable as to what you might want to do uh, regarding your football career? Jim, if I knew what I was going to fucking do, I'd have already done it. Okay, I'm taking it a day at a time. I sense you're antagonized by the question. <laughs> you're scratching. It's only the question scratchy. that everybody wants to hear. You're scratchy. Scratchy. I appreciate your asking. Thank you. I can tell. <laughs> <laughs> you got fined $16,000. It seems like you're a better kicker than perhaps... Uh, then perhaps Mr. Marr and perhaps uh, Cody Parkey. Any thoughts on that fine? Um, uh, it's already been appealed, so I don't know if I can say anything in advance of my appeal decision, but uh, we'll see what happens after I appeal it. I'm a little disappointed, though. Why? Because I tried to tackle it with my right shoulder and missed them, and I wasn't going to try to stick my arm out, so I was trying to get him on the ground. I tried to get him on the ground, and I missed him completely. I didn't even hit him. I, I tried to trip him, but I didn't. So I don't know how you can get fined for something that didn't even happen. Are they finding an intention? It's like targeting, and you, and you miss the person you hit, and they still call it targeting. So I, I got to figure out and understand why this is the case. It's a little uh, – this is why I wish our NFLPA was stronger. I'm sure your publicist didn't like seeing the headline uh, about Malik Hooker. Brady Kicks said. Hooker. <laughs> <laughs> pretty rough i never <laughs> want to see that headline <laughs> all right well good luck with your appeal thank you yesterday's game and we'll talk about the championship game in the nfc side he played in the nfc it was a tough game uh, san francisco and, and and brock purdy yeah. uh this guy's now come in he's no longer you know this guy who's mr irrelevant he's very relevant uh hey, that's irrelevant. real clever but <laughs> He's seven and zero, Tom. Two playoff games, and he had, he didn't make any mistakes. Whereas Dak, you know, gave up the ball a couple of times. Uh, that kicker, who's you know, missed five straight extra points. It's just it's it's unfathomable, really. It was a um, it was obviously a great game, hard fought game, and I thought what you saw yesterday was incredible defense of San Fran. You know, because Dallas got a good offense. They got a really good coordinator. They keep you guessing. They got a lot of challenge. They got a lot of challenging skill players, and San Fran kept them in check. And um, it was just – it was a great game to watch because it was great defense. There was some, some playmaking. You know, Christian McCaffrey, what he did there in the second half, that was pretty – you know, I think he's an unbelievable player. So, San Fran's had it going, and, you know, Philly's had it going. So, like I said, the four best teams are the ones that are still playing right now, and they played better than all the teams they have all season. So, it would be exciting to see them play for you know a chance to go to the Super Bowl this coming week. When you look at the two quarterbacks in that game, it's the exact opposite in their in 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 what was expected of them in their professional careers. And and now Jalen Hurts, uh his coach compared him to Michael Jordan uh, after his performance this weekend. Yep. And Brock Purdy is like looking, you know, they have a million commercials during these games for Razors. It doesn't even look like he uses one. Yeah. 
Yeah. I mean, he's just so fresh and young. It's uh, And now he's thrust in this position. And you've kind of been in this position, not to compare your career to him, uh, but you're drafted in the sixth round, 199. And you're thrust in at an early point uh, into a big position. Yeah. Um, do you recognize the enormity of it at that young of an age? Not really. I think you're just kind of treating it like you've been treating it. You kind of went to high school, then you went to college, and it really was, yeah, it was different, but it was still football. It was practice and coaches and plays. And, and then it happens from college to the pros too. And it's bigger and there's, it's louder. There's more of a circus. But at the same time, when the ball's kicked off, you know, it's, there's a first down and a second down and a third down, and it feels similar. So the circumstances are bigger. You know, there's more hype, but at the same time, you know, once you get out there, it's football, and you do the best you can do. What's that smile on your face for? I'm smiling because we have Andy Reid coming on. Been a great competitor that you've gone against, not on the field, but as a coach. And uh, so we're going to get his perspective. That's why I'm smiling. Awesome. Yeah, he's a cool guy. He's a cool under pressure, man. He's had an incredible coaching career. And here he is again in the, another championship game and leading an incredible team in there. So stay with us right here on Let's Go. Our program is brought to you by Bank of America. Bank of America's digital tools are so impressive, even football fans can't stop banking. Learn more at bankofamerica.com slash can't stop banking. What would you like the power to do? Member FDIC. The Chiefs coach is up next, Andy Reid, right here on Let's Go. Stay with us here on Sirius XM. Hey, it's Lindsay Rhodes, host of the NFL Roadshow, a Sirius XM podcast. Working our way towards Super Bowl 57 with the kind of analysis you won't find anywhere else. We go beyond the headlines and try to get to what's really going on in the NFL. On Mondays, we react to the weekend's games. Who were the difference makers? Which were the moments we'll never forget? Then on Wednesdays, we look ahead to the next round of games, where they'll be decided, and what you should be looking for. The NFL Roadshow is available on the SXM app with all of our trials and popular plans or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to Let's Go. I'm Jim Gray along with Tom Brady. we got a real special guest. Our show is brought to you by K Jewelers. Now through January 30th, shop the big bridal sale at K and save on engagement. Wedding and anniversary rings exclusions apply. Visit K.com or your local K store for details and celebrate every kiss with K. They're looking for a much bigger ring, Tommy. I know you've got uh, seven of them and uh, the guys out there are looking for that big diamond. Why don't you introduce our yeah. special guest? Yeah, we're happy to have uh, Coach Reed with us, fresh off an incredible win yesterday, two days ago. Really one of the all-time great coaches in the history of the NFL, and I was very lucky to compete against him for a long time and some really big games over the years. I won my fair share, or we did, and they won their fair share, and that's what great battles are all about. So it's fifth straight championship game, which is an incredible achievement. So thanks for being on with us, Coach Reed. I, I usually let Jim ask all the questions, so I just kind of <laughs> do the lead-in. I, I get you. No, I appreciate you guys having me for sure. Coach, uh, I know it, it. it's never normal because it's so above and beyond that you keep making it to this championship game and, 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 and playing in it. It isn't easy, but you guys are there now for the fifth state time, and Tom knows what this is like. He played in 10 Super Bowls. Can you just kind of explain how difficult this path is just to get to where you are? Yeah, well, there's so much competition and parity in the National Football League right now. It's crazy. Probably more than Tom and I have seen uh, ever, probably. And, uh, I mean, uh, every week 
whoever you're playing has a has a great opportunity to win. Now, you always hear that, but you normally you get to the end of the season and there are a couple of cushy games in there, man, but that's not the way it is. That's not the way it rolls anymore. So uh, it's it's hard. I mean, and then you got to catch the breaks. Injuries are an absolute killer. Uh, right now, the way your roster is set and uh, you're lucky if you – if you get this far, I mean, there's, there's definitely some luck involved, but um, I've been blessed to be around some good players and, and good coach. I've been very fortunate that way. Tom, you know, you, you know, the fragility of this yeah. uh, and now, and now you enter into a game um, where the quarterback is injured. Okay. And this guy's a magician. This guy's the Steph Curry of the NFL. He's the Michael yeah. Jordan. He's, he's all of those things. And, and now, that just kind of adds to the plate. Can can you talk about it, and then we'll let Coach Reed uh, just the fragility of this and, and how difficult it is to prepare because you've often told us the injury rate's 100%, but not quite like this. I think the interesting thing, and I, I, the, the, best, the team that wins is not always the best team. The team that wins is the team that plays the best. So it really doesn't matter what you did the first 10 weeks of the year. It doesn't matter what you did the last two weeks of the year. It matters what you did for that game. So you could – I, we had a year in 2015. We were 10 and 0, and we were off to a great start. And we finished 12 and 4. We lost four of our last six. Ended up losing in the championship game to uh, Denver. But um, you know what happens? Uh, you know you could have a tough injury at this time of year. You know injuries happen and they affect who you know what you become. I've certainly been a part of teams where we lost a really key player, and I was a really big part of the team. So you know it's frustrating. But watching Patrick and um, I have, I really love watching Patrick play, obviously, because I appreciate what it takes to to be that type of leader that he is every day for his team, and more so even when I met him, I think the first time in the locker room after our game, Coach Reed. You know, I respect. I, why did I do that? Because I respect him as a leader, not just as how you throw the football. A lot of people can throw the football. It's it's uh, overrated in my view. It's a little bit overrated. What's really important is do the guys play with you and for you and do they love you and do they respect you and if they do that then i know you're going to be a great player because they're they're watching you do everything they're watching you how you sit in the cafeteria they're watching how you interact with the people who walk in the door with so when they when they love you and respect you you know you got someone great now you add some of his physical traits that's a whole nother thing and and you know he's a tough guy and i told him this the other night you know just that's what you know i said i'm just really happy for you and, uh, you know, that's what champions are made of at the end of the day. You got to go out there and you got to do what he did or else, you know what, then f it, make it this far and do what? Just let some other team know. You push to the limit and you go, look, this is what I'm here for. This is what's inspiring about sports. It's not how do I feel great all the time. Everyone talks about Michael Jordan when he was sick and, the, the you know, you watch other people come out and be injured. You know, that's what we respect about sports. Not that we're trying to be you know put our lives on the line which obviously is very scary but you want to inspire people to dig really deep within themselves not just physically not just emotionally and not just mentally how do you what are you made of you know and i think a lot of times you know especially in today's sports we're not really teaching our much about that you know so i really respect patrick for how he came out there in the second half and how pissed he was when you know they when you got taken out by coach reed of course uh, you know i'm sure he had a word for you but you know to watch him come out in the second half and play great you know that was that was awesome to watch so anyway i said a lot maybe too much yeah well one of the all-time class acts is what you did with him coming in the locker room and 
and talking to him when he was just a young buck there and uh, um, pure class on that. I appreciated it as a, as a coach because you need to get reinforcement from your from your peers for sure and and uh, nobody better than you to do that. So, um, and, and then listen, I mean, <clears throat> as a coach, you feel the same way that Tom's saying. I mean, you love you love the grit, uh, but sometimes you got to try to protect the player from the player too. So the, these guys are wired different, uh, Jim. I mean that uh, you can hear it in Tom's voice. Uh, uh, they want to rip your heart out every possible way they can, jump on it, squeeze it, and everything else. And and that's the way Patrick was at that time. But yeah. I just wanted to make sure that some again wasn't broken because it, it was kind of an ugly, ugly look right there. But uh, once he once he got it checked out, he was he was good to go, and and uh, he's doing well now. So he he's uh, he's in a good place. And, and and how will you protect him leading up to the game so that he's able to play? Uh, are you going to keep I'm him away from it, himself? <laughs> I'm gonna let his offensive lineman take care of that. They they need to feel that and. Uh, <clears throat> you know, up their game a little bit here. So, and and how about that Michigan guy, Coach uh, Chad Henning? This guy comes in and you go ninety-eight yards down the field. I mean, uh, I know Tommy, you're proud of that, but tell us what that's like for this young man. Doesn't play. Yeah. I mean, he's not. A, he's never in the game, and and he comes and does that in a huge playoff game. Yeah, yeah. Listen, he he uh, he's a good kid too. Uh, not that he's a kid anymore. He's well, he's a kid. I mean, I can say that with Tom. There. So he's a kid. <laughs> he's still a kid. So uh, at thirty-seven, but he is he, Tom uh, a kid to you too? <laughs> well, yeah. yeah I mean, till till he's out, I'm old. So till he's out, I'm, I'm he's a kid. Uh, but listen, um, Chad Chad's done a uh, done a heck of a job here, and he's been great for Patrick in the room and and so forth. Uh, nothing like having. A veteran like that, and all the players trust him, so that's uh, that's important too. It's, it's awesome to watch because when I was watching that, man, you're standing on the sideline. I don't know what the temperature was, but it's cold. You know, you've warmed up probably two hours earlier. You know, and next thing you know, you're in the biggest game of the year, and you know, Chad, 98 yards, and and uh, you know, he's the reason why he's still playing at this age. I'm sure he shows up to work every day like he's the starter. I'm sure every rep he takes is intense and he's trying to you know really push the scout team so that's what happens you know you never know when your opportunity is going to come and you know it, it, it's a great feeling you know when you're in that position to help the team like that especially when you haven't had a chance to help the team like that all year yeah and a good person i mean a good guy too which helps so yeah michigan michigan proud that big blue my, my son-in-law just got hired there as a strength coach so i'm, I'm kind of fired up and i love it you know i will say yeah. this about michigan <laughs> And I don't know if it's still missing, and sure, you could speak to it a little bit too, but there was such a team environment there. I think one thing I came out of college learning, I was really blessed to go there, was it was always about the team. And it was, and I think you get to pro sports, and, you know, so many guys think it's about them, you know, and I always feel like the Michigan guys find a way to, you know, be, to always kind of give their best for the team. And it's not for themselves. If someone beats you out, they beat you out, and you're happy for the guy that beat you out because, it made the team better. Maybe you didn't love it, but at the same time, you respected it and you were going to give it your all. So uh, he's yeah. a special guy for sure. Yeah. yeah. It's not usually like those Ohio State guys that are kind of like assholes. And, Ooh, you baby. Know, <laughs> I had a fair share of those. <laughs> Don't pull me Jim Gray with Tom Brady and our special guest is Andy Reid. 
Our program is brought to you by Morton's The Steakhouse. We're going to send Coach Reed over there. Tender and flavorful every bite. Morton's The Steakhouse has mastered the art of a perfectly cooked USDA prime steak. Visit mortons.com to reserve at any of the more than 65 worldwide locations. There's a table waiting just for you. And as we set the table, now you've got the Cincinnati Bengals are waiting for you. They'll come to Kansas City. Uh, Coach, uh, they've had some success against you guys the past uh, three games, but none of those games, as Tom has often told me, really mean anything other than to learn from and won't have any effect on the outcome of this. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, it's the championship game, so it's, uh, you know, it obviously is a little bit little bit bigger than uh, than the other ones, but it's uh, – um, they've got a good football team. I mean, I, I love just the challenge of it. And, uh, we know they're good. We, we, you know, we've got a pretty good idea. We're good. and Let's roll, man. Uh, it's what it's all about. All these guys do this because of the competition and the great ones, uh, as you know, um, just rise up and it's, uh, it's severe focus, man, for about four hours. And it's, uh, it's awesome to be a part of. Tom, when you see this game, what what jumps out to you, particularly with the with Joe Burrow and uh, um, what 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 do you see in him at this young age? Well, he's he's found in I mean, his rookie year where he got hurt last year starts a little slow and then comes on and plays an incredible you know last three quarters of the season to get his team to the Super Bowl. You know, I had a chance there in the fourth quarter. Uh, the Super Bowl, which tells you a lot. And then to follow that up with a year where they haven't lost since October. So, I mean, I, I really do hate when people make a bunch of predictions about guys in the future and this guy's, you know, blah, blah, blah. But, you know, he's doing an incredible job even now uh, as a young player. Um, he's got a lot of still, obviously he's going to learn a lot. He's going to grow a lot. Um, but to to be in the position that he's in as a player is is, is just awesome. And, uh, you know, I love seeing it. So I love good quarterback play. I like when guys throw it to the right place. I like when they stand in there in the pocket and take hits. I like it when they're fired up and they lead their team. Um, you know, that's what it's all about. And I think these two guys in this game are, you know, two of the best doing it right now. And, and Patrick's in a league of his own, uh, in my opinion, just in terms of his ability to, you know, get the job done when it really matters. Coach, we're going to let you go, but I, I can't let you go before you compare Gronk to Kelsey, um, because oh, these boy. two guys are just these guys are just so great. And we also got Kittles over there playing in the other championship game for for the 49ers. Uh, those three personalities have kind of set the standard, uh, and they've taken it to just a whole new level. I mean, we had Kellen Winslow. We've had a lot of great, great tight ends, uh, Mackie and so forth, that have come through the National Football League. But uh, just how about the two that'll uh, 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 those two Gronk who we had on last week who played with Tommy forever and, and Kelsey. Yeah. When God was passing out personalities, man, he overloaded those three right there. <laughs> so, they're all, listen, all three are great guys and great players. And I'm partial because, uh, I've got Kels right here and I've, I've watched him develop and grow as a, as a man. And, uh, I appreciate that as much as I do all the plays he makes. Uh, and he just, he, he, uh, just keeps keeps going. I, he had 14 catches this last week. I'm sure Cincinnati will have a plan for him, but he, he has a, a knack of getting himself open, even even when uh, teams do put the put the hammer down on him. What I what I love about his game too is, you know, he catches a you know a little six yard out cut and then makes someone miss and it's 12. 
you know, you you on, you hand the ball off on first and ten, and you don't gain yards. You know, and now it's second and ten. You throw a high percentage pass to your tight end, and it, you know, some teams you get tackled for a six yard gain. You know, now it's third and four, and Travis, boom, makes a guy miss and goes for twelve, and now it's first and ten. And I think his ability and his I always call it his twitch, but how twitchy he is and how he accelerates and how he runs through catches. He and Patrick obviously have a little thing too where they there's a little bit of freestyle that goes on, which I'm sure Coach Reed doesn't mind, but they're spectacular. It's <laughs> I've had that with a lot of guys over the years. Obviously Wes probably Wes and Julian is probably the top two. Gronk certainly, but Gronk didn't always like to break the coach's rules. I, I'd always try, just get the fuck open. Like, I don't care where you run. Just, if they're inside, turn out. I don't care if they said turn out. Turn in. You know, and Julian would do it like, and not say anything. You know, Julian would be like, just throw me goddamn ball, you know? So I think watching Travis and watching Patrick, it's, that's why they're hard to stop because they could have the, the per, you know, you call a play in the huddle, you know, you get out there. He's supposed to have a, a route. He sees a little more green grass in another area. He thinks Patrick's going to see it. Boom. The ball goes there, and it all looks like that's exactly how it was drawn up. So it's a it's a good way to play. Very, very good. Yeah. <laughs> Coach Reed, appreciate your time. Appreciate right. you. You're a national treasure. I'm thankful for your friendship. Thanks for coming on with us, and best of luck this Sunday. You betcha, Jim. Thanks, Tom, too. Appreciate luck, you guys. Great yep. to see you. Yep. Be safe. Thank you, Coach. Tom, great to have Coach Reed on. Our program is brought to you by Brady Brand. Check it all out at BradyBrand.com, including the new Brady Pad. Go to BradyBrand.com and get comfortable now. Look good and feel even better. Brady Brand, let's go. Tommy, it's a, it's a terrific matchup. Uh, what are the strengths and weaknesses of this team? Uh, and what, are, what, are, what would be your strategy uh, if you were the Kansas City quarterback going against that, that Cincinnati defense? So we played Cincy this year. We played Kansas City as well, and they beat us both. Uh, Casey got up to a big lead pretty early. We got up to a huge lead to Cincy, and they kind of walked us down. We had kind of a ridiculous second half of football. So you're, you're, you're dealing with two of the best teams in the AFC right now. You're dealing with two teams who are probably very electric on offense, but and on defense, um, they have playmakers and the ability to stop people, even though they're – I don't know how high they're ranked, but they're – really talented and they can uh you know they can cause a lot of turnovers so it, it's they're both the, the, you know very dangerous teams they're very good they've got you know people that rush the passer they've got guys that intercept the ball they got very aggressive play callers on defense so they're tough teams to go against i mean playing an arrowhead is tough you know and it's hard to bet against in arrowhead against patrick mahomes and coach reed um since he's done it once, they're going to take another great game to do it. But, um, you know, it's, it's, this is what you play for. It's one game to get to the Super Bowl. We'll see who goes out and gets it, gets it done. I think your greatest victory was when you went into Kansas City. Yeah. In Arrowhead in 2018. That stands out to me yeah. as, I don't want to say improbable, or unlikely, yeah. Because you had a terrific team, but it just seemed like everything was stacked against you. And somehow, some way, you and your teammates figured out with the Patriots a way to win. Does that yeah. stand out to you? That game? Oh, a million percent. And I've said too, winning Super Bowls is incredible. There's no greater feeling than that. The next greatest feeling, and something that's equally as close as winning a 
road championship game, which I've done on four occasions, twice at Pittsburgh, 01 and 04. Uh, we did it that year in KC, and I did it with Tampa when we went to Green Bay. Um, you're going – it's against all odds. And you've got – first time I did it in 2001, I thought 70,000 fans in Heinz Field, I thought they were going to tear our heads off and uh, ended up getting hurt that game, didn't finish the second half. But I realized how hard it is to get to that game and then to go on the road and to win it. It's a, it's a very, very tough game, and uh, it's pretty amazing. And I don't know if you noticed this, but I was lucky that day to go in the locker room for the trophy presentation, the Lamar Hunt trophy presentation. They didn't do it on the field. They did it in your locker room. It was a freezing cold day. Yeah. And it was a very confined, small locker room in Arrowhead. Yeah. Okay. But I remember when they called you to the podium to go up there, almost all of your teammates had their phones and cameras out because they wanted to document that moment, which was the ultimate tribute to you and respect to you. But they wanted to have that for life because they knew how significant that victory was how much it meant to you and how much it meant to the Patriots. And that was just kind of an indelible moment. I wish I had a picture yeah. of everybody taking a picture. Yeah. I remember that too. Very special. And I've had a lot of great things like that in my career. That's one of the all time ones. And that was a what very Casey had an incredible season that year. We went in there, we hadn't played great and we really hit our stride in the playoffs and then came to that game and it took a total team effort. Our defense was incredible in the first half. And then in the second half, Casey came storming back. We exchanged leads several times, then go to overtime. And, uh, you know, it was just an incredible game. And then the, the celebration afterward was unlike anyone that I had really experienced in a way that we were really far underdogs. Um, but we had a great belief in ourselves, And it was a, one of the all-time great moments I ever had in terms of my memories, in terms of what I can share with my teammates you know, as we accomplish that incredible goal. Tom, as always, we appreciate your time, and we will talk to you next Monday night. Enjoy championship weekend, if that's possible. I know you much prefer to be playing, but still is a huge celebration of football, and I hope you enjoy it. Sure is. I will. I'm going to be excited to watch these four great teams play and battle it out so you get a chance to go win a world championship. There's no better feeling than that. All right, that's Tom Brady. He's our expert, and it helps to work with an expert for buying or refinancing a home. Your expert is an independent mortgage broker. You can find one at findamortgagebroker.com. It's powered by the number one mortgage lender in America, United Wholesale Mortgage, LLC, Equal Housing Lender, NMLS, number 3038. It's licensed in all 50 states and the District of Columbia. Let's go, presented by Hertz. Thanks to our terrific producer, Dave the Snake Hagen, with production assistance by Harris Fabishoff. Great thanks to Andy Reid. Coach of the Kansas City Chiefs for joining us this week. A shout out to our sponsors. We're grateful to Hertz, American Express, USAA, Bank of America, K Jewelers, United Wholesale Mortgage, Brady Brand, and Morton's The Steakhouse. Let's Go Podcast with Tom Brady was produced by 199 Productions and Scratchy Productions. Thanks so much for joining us. Enjoy Championship Week, and we will talk to you again next Monday night right here on Let's Go on Sirius XM. XM Podcasts.